Hello everyone, Colossians 2.13 And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses, by cancelling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Paul has silenced the argument for circumcision and keeping the law in Colossae. He says the righteous demands of the law were nailed to the cross. All of our sin and its penalty were taken by Jesus in his death. So God's law no longer accuses us because we're free from it. But there is another voice that could try accusing us. Paul's already mentioned the elemental spirits of the world in chapter 2 and verse 8. Remember those fallen, evil, demonic powers that are set up against God and his ways? They are also set up against Christians. And at every step, they will look to undermine and discourage us. The name Satan means accuser. He will be the one who wants to snake into your thoughts and condemn you and accuse you. The law no longer condemns you. Jesus himself doesn't condemn you. Even your own conscience might be clear, knowing your forgiveness and your liberty. But Satan will always try it. But Paul says in verse 15 that on the cross, as Jesus bore our sin and the curse of disobedience to the law, this was also actually a victory over Satan and the demons. Paul writes, verse 15, he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them. Now, there's always much debate over exactly what happened when Jesus died on the cross. How did it work? How should we speak about it? People sometimes want to airbrush out elements of the death of Jesus that feel awkward to them, especially the idea of one man paying for the sins of the world. But one thing we must never lose sight of is here in this wonderful verse, verse 15. The death of Jesus was a triumph over Satan and evil powers and accusation and wickedness. By plunging himself into darkness and evil, Jesus triumphed over it. And so while they may want to accuse you, throwing up your sins in your face, you must always respond with the cross. Never respond that you've improved your behaviour, Never respond that you've prayed harder. Never respond that you're a ninja black belt in spiritual warfare and you have a consecrated WWJD bracelet. Always respond with the cross. Because here, instead of exposing and accusing you, they were put to an open shame. They were disarmed. There is nothing that Satan and demons can throw at you anymore. It's worth noticing that Satan and the demons are not 
yet finally finished. Here they are disarmed. Their end is yet to come. The final destruction of Satan and sin and death and evil is yet to happen. And we will all get to see it and rejoice in it on the last day when Jesus returns. That will be his number one priority. That is the very thing that his death on the cross happened for. Now, Satan and his fallen angel band are disarmed. Then on that last day, they will be destroyed. In June 1944, the D-Day landings marked the decisive victory of World War II. There was no going back from D-Day. The war was, in a sense, over. The Allies had struck a definitive blow and the Axis powers would never recover. Yet it wasn't till May 1945, almost 11 months later, that VE Day, Victory in Europe Day, marked the real end of the war. And there were skirmishes in that time, in between, but nothing that could ever undo the triumph of D-Day. It had secured the final victory that would be rolled out from VE Day. Just so with the cross, Jesus' D-Day, and the coming VE Day that we look forward to. In these last skirmishes of a war that has already seen its defining moment, let's meet every accusation, every temptation, every feeling of despair with the cross, where the Lord Jesus triumphed. And let's lift up our heads, because the end and the final victory is in sight.